This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us as Deb talks with her guests, experts in their fields, as they share real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today, oh my gosh, we are talking to someone who passion is actually all over her branding because it's what she loves the most. I love this. I'm looking at all this stuff that's all about passion, and I just love it, love it, love it. So please join me in welcoming Stacy Banks Houston to our program. Welcome, Stacy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love, uh, very passionate about everything. So I'm uh, just delighted to be here with you this morning and your listeners. Thank you. Wonderful. Well, speaking of the listeners, let me tell people just a little bit about you. So award-winning entrepreneur, author, speaker, and business coach, Stacy Banks Houston has helped hundreds of entrepreneurs start and grow successful businesses. Her mission is to help women push their passion beyond mere hobby, hustle, and, and to hustle hard to build their business and enjoy the fruits of their harvest. She served for six years as the director of the Cleveland Small Business Development Center, which was recognized as the top performing SBDC in the state of Ohio in 2007. As CEO, or as she calls it, Chief Entrepreneur Officer of RSVP Consultants, a consulting and coaching firm for small businesses, Stacy continues to push her own passion for entrepreneurship through speaking engagements, private consulting and coaching sessions, as well as hosting seminars and workshops for entrepreneurs, including youth and 50 plus adults exploring the possibilities of small business ownership. So again, Stacy, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Deb, for being, allowing me to be here today. You know, we really are going to have so much fun. But let's start at the beginning. Why did you decide that this was truly your passion in life? Well, so you know what? I always start this story with um, when I was about five years old. Mm -hmm. And um, I, like every other child, tried to have some type of um, lemonade stand right. or something, right? I think I so, sold rocks. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's so funny because I didn't do the, the lemonade stand. I actually sold seashells. Ah. These seashells, and, and this is in Cleveland, Ohio, so this is really strange. I don't even know what they were doing in my backyard. <laughs> but <laughs> seashells in the backyard, so I would clean them up and I would paint them and I put out a little table mm -hmm. of seashells. And, um, of course, that's not the billion-dollar business for me, was not. But... Um, <laughs> That was the beginning of me, I think, being an entrepreneur and maybe thinking outside of the box. Right. And um, so along the way, I've had several businesses. I um, when I was uh, in um, high school, um, high school, early college, I opened a business called Buttons and Bowls, and it was mm -hmm. hair accessories mm -hmm. for little girls. Mm -hmm. And again, just came out of um, my my major in fashion was in fashion merchandising and design. Oh, okay. And I was working at a, a, uh, 
fabric store. The lady came in and she said, you know, I need some ribbon to make some bowls. And then I was showing her how to make it. And she was like, I can't do it. Can you just do this for me? And I was like, sure. Mm-hmm. And here can here comes buttons and bowls <laughs> um, business. So always had, um, I guess, that entrepreneurial spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, fast forward to my position as director of the Small Business Development Center in Cleveland. I worked with a lot of folks who came through the door and had business ideas and just did not know what to do after after that. Mm-hmm. An idea and I don't know what to do with it. Um, and what I saw Deb, was just people and these were everyday folks that, you know, some may have been working, some may have just lost a job, um, but they had an idea that they were truly passionate about. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I just felt like I need to help you push that passion. If that's something that you really want to do, mm-hmm. just about how to make that happen. And of course we, of course we have to do our due diligence and say, just, is this something that's really marketable? Is mm-hmm. it feasible? Right. feasible? Um, but I, I want every, I wanted every client to come through the door and really believe that, if you have an idea, you can make this happen. Mm-hmm. So that's what I just just seeing people um, actually have an opportunity to fulfill their their dreams and their passion. I love it. Right. I love it. Well, and, you know, for some, I'm guessing it is still just kind of a part time business to make a little extra money. But yes. for others, I mean, it can easily turn into something that is is much larger and much more profitable, things like that. So, so Absolutely. I, I want to talk about your book, which is called The Passion Plan, Journaling Your Business from Passion to Position to Profit. Mm-hmm. And I've, I read through it a couple of times to prepare for the program. And the funny thing was, I don't journal. So my first thought was, oh, my gosh, what's she going to tell me I have to do? And for <laughs> those of you who don't journal, it's OK. You can skip those pages. I figured that out. <laughs> um, but the what I loved about it was it really it, it talks about discovering your passion, figuring those things out, but then doing, as you said, the practical work. And Mm -hmm. as I was reading it, it struck me that virtually any small business owner, you know, even if you have been in business for several years, Mm -hmm. you should review it because there were some things in there that it was like, oh, did I bother to do such and such? Or, you know, all of those things. But for a person who's just thinking about it, and, and you mentioned you work with people who want to take their hobby into to something where they're making money. Mm-hmm. So whether it's hobby, whether it's you know something that they really can turn into something larger, as we were saying, it starts at the beginning. Yeah. And then has very, very practical information in there, including things like, you know, all the legal things. And and, you know, I've talked to people in the past on my program about you know, here's how you register a business. Here's how you do the marketing and, you know, all these various things. But you have all of that in that one book. And that's mm-hmm. what I really liked about it was it really did start with, OK, let's think about is this something you can really do all mm-hmm. the way through registering and get a tax ID and all those various things. So what was your you know, why did you decide to write this book? Well, <laughs> it really came from when I, again, when I was um, working with the Small Business Development mm-hmm. Center um, and I'd had clients come in and we would talk about, you know, putting together a business plan and I would give them some handouts and they would come in with pieces of paper. And, you know, and after each counseling session, I always give homework. So um, <laughs> for our next session. 
And so they would come back in the next session and they wouldn't have the papers or would be half done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. They got busy. They didn't know what to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. exactly. So if it wasn't driving them crazy, it was driving me crazy. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I was like, it would be great to just have everything in one book. You right. can write everything down because as entrepreneurs or solopreneurs, sometimes we have these other ideas. They spin off of one idea and then here comes another and mm-hmm. we're thinking or you know, late in the midnight hour, we're thinking of something. I was like, it'd be great to just have this by your bedside and you can just jot some things down. Mm -hmm. Or when you meet some people, you can journal about that. Um, And then just to have all of the questions and everything all in one book. And then to actually write out the business plan. So when you're done with this, you will have a business plan Mm -hmm. completed. Right. And that's actually where the idea kind of stemmed from. Mm -hmm. I just it was, a, I guess, a selfish move for me because I just wanted my clients to be organized when they come back to me. But it truly is um, an easy read. And I'm so glad to hear you say, even if you are already in business, you can still benefit from this book. Mm-hmm. because There's some things in here that um, you probably did not think about as right. you were developing the business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where it came from. You know, and, and it really was something that as I was thinking about it, one of the biggest things I thought of was, oh my gosh, I wish I had this when I was starting out. Because mm-hmm. there were things that I skipped or that I didn't know I should be doing. And, you know, and, and then my other thought was how many times have we had this great idea where we think, you know, I can make a bazillion dollars off of this or, right. you know, hey, I can make an extra spending money, you know, right. whatever it is. Right. And and we skip steps. You know, we skip steps like, would somebody even want to buy it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and time frames. And, and, the, and one of the things that you had in there that I really appreciated was, you know, figuring out what your budget should be. You know, one one of my. It was funny that you mentioned the 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 you know the hair bows as one of your your first entrepreneur things. Mm-hmm. As my longtime listeners know, huge fan of the Big Bang Theory, and one of the episodes was Penny Blossoms. So Penny mm-hmm. made these hair things, um, <laughs> and you know, and it was so funny because she you know she thought they were cute, they were fun. Somebody said, "Oh, I'd like to buy you know something uh-huh. new," and so she went from making like two or three of them at a time to getting in, you know, they, the, the boys created a website for her and she got an order for several thousand that she needed the next day because they thought it was fun to put rush shipping in there. <laughs> Never occurred to any of them that these were handmade, that things right. like glue had to dry, you know, uh-huh. and, and all of these various things. And it, and that struck me, you know, as I was reading your book, that that was a great example of we let our passion Mm-hmm. get carried away. Yeah. And so again, I really like the fact that you go step by step through this in your book. Right. Right. And you know, and it's, you know, that's why it's called passion to position to profit mm-hmm. because it doesn't just jump from passion to profit. Right. You, you have to position yourself number one mentally mm-hmm. and change your mindset into an entrepreneurial mindset before you can even work on the business mm-hmm. part of it. 
Right. And as I always say, just because you can cook doesn't mean you need to go open up a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, there's so many steps in between mm-hmm. and we don't move straight from the hobby to the profit. Mm-hmm. Or as I say, from hobby to, to harvest. Right. So, um, yeah, it's it's uh, we miss a lot of steps in between. And, and, and with the, the hair business, you know, again, I was young, didn't really know anything about business. All I think I know is somebody asked me to do it. Mm-hmm. And it I was can, pretty easy and you could do it. Yeah. And so here it is, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but there, and I was, you know, like I said, teenagers or ter- teenager, early college years. And, um, but I know some adults that, you know, just, I just had a client a few weeks ago and, and she said, oh, she makes centerpieces mm-hmm. for weddings and baby showers and things. And she was like, such and such as asked me. And I was at this, um, party and they asked me to do it. And, they, and I'm like, we just don't go from there to now I've got to put a contract together. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I can, you know, sell some centerpieces. So. Mm-hmm. We uh we miss the steps in between, and of course you know that sometimes can move us to the demise of our business. Right. Well, and I like that in your book you actually start out by figuring out if someone truly has the mindset of an entrepreneur. You know, it's it's it sounds fun. Ooh, I can be my own boss. I can have my own business. But if you're somebody who say needs structure or needs that steady paycheck, or, you know, all these various things, you might think it sounds fun, but you're really not an entrepreneur. Right. So it's very important that that really is somebody's first step is to figure out, can I do this? And Mm -hmm. so you've, you know, you've got great questions in there that, you know, that, that say things like, are you confident with your, your skill set to start and grow a business? Mm hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it might be a great idea, but can I really do it? You know, those type of things. And mm-hmm. again, you know, we do, we get so carried away because we think this is fun. Or somebody else, like you said, told us, ooh, that's really great. Do you want to make money from it? You know, all those various things. And, and truly, how many times have we done that? You know, where we started out, we did something for fun, and then somebody said, well, I'll pay you to do that. And then we went, <laughs> you know, and, and got really carried away. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. So, yes, yeah, so the, the, the book talks about early on, you know, are you are you ready to actually be an entrepreneur? Mm-hmm. And what do you have that entrepreneurial mindset? And another part talks about do you have that support? I mm-hmm. mean, you need a, a, a tribe of folks, your family, friends, you know, to actually support you, not to say, oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, go do it. Or, yeah, such and such says you've got a lot of, you know, you've got a lot of different ideas here. and You've got a lot of um, y- your product looks looks great. Mm-hmm. It's not that it's the when I'm. Late in the, in the in the evening and I need some time to work on my business you know, mm-hmm. can you keep the kids for me? <laughs> you know, I need to go to this networking event, that kind of support. Right. Well, and obviously the biggest support that that has to be there 110% is your spouse, you know, your mm-hmm. partner, whoever is that closest support, your family. That's because, right. yeah, I mean, you can't be saying, I need to be going to this network thing. And the kids are saying, but mom, you need to take me to soccer. Exactly. Or, you know, your your spouse can't be saying, where's dinner? And, you know, and and for some people who've made the big leap and and really, you know, jumped into and and said, okay, I'm not I'm going to quit my job and go do this. That's Mm -hmm. a huge thing. You know, I I remember, you know, I when I started my company and it's been over 20 years ago when I told my husband, this is what I want to do. I got this 
uh, look, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and you know, and, and we've been very lucky, but yeah. and and fortunate, and, and and but but big part of that is he is, a, a, you know, financially he is the supporter, and I know that, and I know that without that I couldn't be doing what I do. That's where I get my insurance, all those various things. Mm-hmm. So you have to think about those things, you know, especially if you're going to make that big leap and and try and and do this full time, right. Right, right. Yeah, that's important. You definitely need, you know, the support of, like I said, your family and friends mm-hmm. because it's 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 a journey. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> definitely a journey. Well, and I love it. It's, it's much further on in the book where you talk about things that can go wrong. You know, have you thought about if X happens? Um, you know, and, and obviously it, it all varies from you know company to company and business to business. You know, what if say you know you're you're a business that is home based and something happens, you have a fire. You know, think about all these and and we don't like to think about the negatives. And then when they happen, we have absolutely no idea what to do. We have no idea. We do not have a plan at all. Mm-hmm. I had a, a, a client and she was doing a um, Kickstarter campaign mm-hmm. um, to raise some money for um, a business. She had um, plates and party party supplies, mm-hmm. and so she was trying to raise some money for that to um, get the design done. Mm-hmm. And it was right in right in the middle of the hurricane, the Houston hur- hurricane oh, no. last year. Yeah, so it would be very. Um, wrong of her <laughs> i guess to 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 ask for money during right. this time when you've got people right so and of course if anyone has ever done a, a kickstarter campaign you're under a, a time frame mm-hmm. you've got it done raise these funds and i think she was maybe in her last couple of weeks and so i said you might want to reach out to I said, what's your plan number one if you don't reach your goal because mm-hmm. if you don't reach the goal you don't get any money right <laughs> so and so she was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And so then the hurricane hits. And so I said, you might want to contact Kickstarter and let mm-hmm. them know you yourself are in um, Florida. Right. The next hurricane was getting ready to hit. The Florida mm-hmm. Tampa hurricane was getting ready to hit. Mm-hmm. And you've got to get out of here. You don't really have time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, know. my business is on hold. Yeah, it's on hold. And so she's like, well, oh, they said they, you know, they don't, they won't give any refunds. You can't stop the comp. Can't. I said, this this is something different. <laughs> this is an act of God, truly, you know, and, and I'm sure that in their contracts, they address that. Yes. Or I'm yes, hoping yes. they do. I shouldn't say I'm sure. Yeah. So she did contact them and they did, you know, they were, they were fine with it and they gave her an extra few weeks mm-hmm. um, to, to make her, uh, to make her goal. But it's things like that, you know, mm-hmm. if, so what if Kickstarter came back and said, what, well, you know, sorry, you know, we can't do anything about that. Mm-hmm. Then that was money that you were banking on for your business you know, so now what do you do? Right. You know, what's your, what's your next plan? So, you know, you always have to think of plan A, B, and C. <laughs> right. And D and E and F and, and, D, and yeah. F, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and we, we like to go from A to Z. I mean, you know, just skip all of those other letters in there. Yes, 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 we do. We do. You know, and I do, you know, really appreciate the fact that you talk about all of the legal aspects and especially for someone who is doing this part time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're, they're thinking, okay, I can, I can just start raising money here, you know, or, or start selling my, you know, my, my penny blossoms and, you know, my cakes, my, you know, whatever it is that, that somebody is doing. And 
they don't stop to think initially, okay, are there tax ramifications? You know, am I going to make so much money that, oh my gosh, IRS is going to want some? Or what are the tax ramifications in your state? Um, you know, are you selling online? You know, all those various things. And, you know, so they, they forget those. And, you know, unfortunately, when the IRS bites, they bite. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, there are also things like insurance. You know, if you're, say you're doing party planning for somebody and somebody falls at an event that you have planned, right. what is your liability? You know, and, and there could go your house. There could go your car, your your savings, all of those various things. And so, you know, it, it really even if this is something you're just doing to make you know a little bit of spending money, it mm-hmm. behooves you to take the time to figure out your business status. You know, it's not always becoming a corporation. You know, there are various things, and you've got those laid out in a, a great chart in your book. But take those legal steps. Um, you know, I have an, an umbrella policy on our house. Uh, it's it's on our, our homeowners insurance actually that covers my business. If, you know, in case something happens. And it's funny because I really don't have a business that you think somebody would sue, but you never know. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a whole $200 a year for a million dollar coverage. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we start thinking about those things. And, you know, I had a, a guest on uh, not long ago who was talking about the various states that you, that are less expensive and easier to incorporate in. You don't have to live in some of those states to incorporate there. Or you have, you know, you just need an agent there, some various things. And so, you know, you really should spend a little bit of time and and do your research on those things, especially if you want it to grow, because, you know, you might really want it to turn into something big. Exactly, exactly. And I think because people think that they are, it's part time or they're working out of their Mm -hmm. home, that though the insurance, the taxes, none of that applies to them. And that's absolutely not true. Mm -hmm. Doing the research is, is definitely necessary and each state is is different right. you know um i know when i was down in 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 florida you know there's certain from actually from city to city from like tampa to miami it's different when you're cooking out of your home mm-hmm. and you can only cook certain types of foods out of right. your home and, and so while you think it's you know it's okay it may not be so mm-hmm. it's very important to you know, check your secretary of state, you know, everybody has secretary of state mm-hmm. office um, and make sure that what you're doing is legal. If you need some type of certifications or licenses or mm-hmm. um, in Florida, it's really big with uh, food trucks. Right. So you sometimes even have to have a a a license going from city to city mm. um, in Florida. So mm-hmm. that are cities that are right by each other. Right. right. So. Um, is is so necessary. And mm-hmm. the tax, I've seen so many clients just get caught up in taxes thinking, oh, well, I don't have to pay it because I'm part time or, you know, I'm not a corporation. Mm-hmm. Again, not true. Right. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, on the kind of the flip side of it, there's also so many deductions that you might yeah. all of a sudden yeah. qualify for. Um, you know, I, I remember when my, you know, when I was a little girl, so <clears throat> a while ago, My mother was my Girl Scout troop leader, and she discovered that because we held the troop meetings at our house, there was, you know, and, and, you know, and it was the scouts. And so that was, you know, obviously a very different entity than than a business, but toilet paper, you know, paper towels, all sorts of things, all of a sudden could you could deduct. Now, obviously, you couldn't deduct 100 percent, but, you know, people at home office, if you have clients that come into your home 
there are, are things that you can deduct, even if you don't have clients. I mean, you know, I deduct a portion of our mortgage, um, our, you know, the, the um, our, our, uh, internet, you know, all sorts of things qualify for, you know, full or partial deductions. So it's, it's a matter of keeping track of those. And, and obviously working, you know, you mentioned earlier a team CPA has got to be on there. You know, a good trusted accountant has got to be on your team. Yes, yes, yes. You're absolutely right. Um, and make sure that you find a small business accountant, a small business attorney, attorney, because they know the laws of small business. Mm -hmm. And in kind of going back to, to the deductions, I have a, uh, another client who has a pet business Mm -hmm. and we just found out that she can, she uses her pet as her spokesperson and her pet is on Instagram Uh and and does the talking so she can write off the expenses of her pet. Holy schmoly. It almost like it's their income. Exactly. 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 So, yeah, you you got and you you need an accountant that knows the small business laws because they're changing every day. Right. I can say, yeah, yeah, you can write this off now. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes if you have an if you have a a uniform, you Mm -hmm. know, that you're wearing all the time, that can be written off. Right. Yeah. You know, say you do landscaping on the weekends for people and you've got a polo shirt that has your logo on it. That counts. (laughs) Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And we miss those things because we just think, oh, you know, I don't have I have a small business and it's a part time business. And I, you know, but there's a lot of things that that Mm -hmm. that we can use as deductions. Right. Well, and we also think it's five dollars. It's ten dollars. It's 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 whatever. Well, yeah, it might be five dollars, might be ten dollars. But if you have a whole bunch of those, right. that's where it adds up. Um, right. You know, I, I deduct my mileage every mm-hmm. year. And so I keep very close track of that. And and um, and now the cool thing is there's lots of technology that will help you do that, too. Mm-hmm. But it's you, you get back oh, 52, 53. It varies, obviously, by year um, per mile, 53 right. or 50, you know, 50 over 50 cents, I should say, yeah, right. per yeah. mile. And you, you don't think about that. Well, I drove over 3000 miles last year. That's mm-hmm. a lot of money, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and now I keep very good records. Yeah. So, you know, if I'm ever audited, I can easily show, OK, this is how I came up with this amount. But that was working with my CPA to come up with that. Yeah. Yeah. But Deb, you mentioned something, too, that's that's key is there's so much out here as far as technology mm-hmm. that's actually free <laughs> downloadable mm-hmm. apps. That can help you. And I think sometimes as small businesses, we think that we have to, you know, spend a whole lot of money when mm-hmm. there's actually free resources out here right. uh, that can help you manage your day to day as well as, you know, free resources out here that will um, kind of help you guide you along the way in starting and staying in business. Mm-hmm. So we've got to t- learn how to take advantage of those mm-hmm. things. Right. You know, and, and a- another thing about your tribe of people. You might want to barter with people. Now, mm-hmm. you know, I always tell people approach that cautiously and mm-hmm. really, 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 really make sure you know what you're bartering for. Yeah. Um, you know, have those terms spelled out very clearly. You know, wedding photographer might barter with someone, say, to design her website. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you have to have that very clearly spelled out that, you know, say when when you go to take pictures of the wedding, you're going to spend four hours. You're going to take 100 pictures. You're going to do this and this and this. In exchange, they will develop you a 10-page website, whatever it is, mm-hmm. because it's very easy in the enthusiasm 
of, of whatever's happening for somebody to get taken advantage of. You know, we don't set out to do that, but it happens. You know, I've done bartering agreements before, arrangements before where, yeah, it was like, oh, this didn't work. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. And it was just because we didn't have the expectations very clearly spelled out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's very true. That's very true. And I mean, and, and bartering can be definitely very, very beneficial for both sides, mm-hmm. but like you're right, make sure that you have everything spelled out so that there's no issues in the end. Yeah. Right. And make sure that that you have that spelled out and that the other side understands it. I mean, you know, it's, I, I've had this wonderful woman, her name is Adrian Graham, on my program before, and she wrote this great article for Forbes, and then it turned into a book and then all sorts of things called, No, You Can't Pick My Brain, It Costs Too Much. I love it. And uh, I know. And, you know, how many times have have you, have I, been approached by somebody and they say, can I buy you coffee? And you're mm-hmm. thinking, okay, I'll go have coffee. And then they proceed to spend hour, two hours, you know, whatever it is, mm-hmm. asking you every single detail. And they didn't even buy your coffee. Um, right. You know, and, and so yeah. always make sure that you've got that spelled out. Now, you know, we still do on occasion and, you know, give things away or, you know, things like that. But yeah, you know, it's, it is one of those things where we need to, again, make sure that everybody just knows what page we're on. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and interesting that, that you say that because as entrepreneurs, especially, uh, uh, the, the ones that are just launching in the, in the startup businesses. We're so passionate and so excited about our business. Anybody that wants to, to sit and listen to it and I, you know, I can give them information mm-hmm. or I can give them this, but we end up doing that, just giving it everything right. away for free. Mm-hmm. Right? And so, and of course, you know, you're giving it to me for free. I'm taking it. Oh yeah. <laughs> so we've got to be very careful of that, but we're so excited about starting the business and mm-hmm. people Buying or people are listening. So I'm going to give, you know, I'm going to give uh, two hours of my time away, like you said, and, and don't even, get, you, you don't even get coffee in return. Right. You know? mm-hmm. I'm going to give you product. I remember clients when they would come to see me and they would come in and they would show me their product and they'd say, Oh, I brought you this. I appreciate the gift, but I will buy it from you. Mm-hmm. We right. are entrepreneurs. We are business owners. Mm-hmm. So thank you for being so kind, but how much is it? Mm-hmm. Right, right. <laughs> The other trap that we fall into, and, and you talk about this in your book, is that initial pricing. The, well, gee, I'm brand new, and so nobody's going to pay me a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, or, or I have to give it away for free. You know, if, say, you know, you're, you're a public speaker. Everybody always thinks, oh, well, I have to go and speak to a lot of organizations for free so that I get the experience. Mm-hmm. Eh, there is some truth to something like that. Mm-hmm. And and there is truth to, to, you know, giving some products away for free. But then you get stuck in that. You know, it's really hard to rise, to rise, to raise your prices when you've all, when you've had them so low. So mm-hmm. you really talk about researching your competitors. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's no reason why you have to tell somebody, I'm just starting out in this business. So here's what I'm going to charge you. Skip that mm-hmm. part. They don't Skip need that. to know how long you've been in business. Exactly. Just say, here is what it costs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and so talk to us more about knowing the competition. Yeah. And so we, when we hear the word competition, we automatically get defensive and right. that's our, that's the, 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 the enemy there. But, um, 
the competitor is actually competition is actually beneficial to mm-hmm. us because number one, we know exactly what's going on and how we can have the competitive advantage. Mm-hmm. What are, what can we do that they aren't doing? How can we be different? Mm-hmm. How can we be unique? What is our value proposition? And we talk about all that in, in the book, you know, that's one thing, but on the other side, you may need your competition. Mm-hmm. There may be some things that your competitor, your competitor offers that you don't, and right. that you don't even want to get into that space. Mm-hmm. And you can refer, you can work out something with your competitors and say, you know what, I'll send this client over to you. Let's do some type of referral system, whatever, mm-hmm. um, along the way. So it's, it's, I think it's mandatory that you know at least three of your competitors. Mm-hmm. Um, and find out, you know, find out who they are. Look on the on their website, mm-hmm. follow them on social media. But don't try to be like your competition. Right, right. We have a lot of that going on, too. You have your own business. You are your own person. You do you mm-hmm. let them do them. But just kind of see what else can I offer that they aren't doing? What mm-hmm. else? What are, what are they doing that I can do better? Mm-hmm. Right. And. You know, and, and you do need to know their pricing and, and what they're offering because you don't, well, you certainly don't want to price it more unless you are giving more value. More value. You know, there's, there's that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you don't want to seem too cheap. Um, you know, I remember when I first started out in the business world, I was talking with a business coach who gave me absolute fabulous information, you know, in, in multiple ways. And one of the things that she told me was if I don't value myself and my work, no one else will either. Mm-hmm. And that right. struck me because I thought, oh, I'm so new at this that I must only charge, you know, like a pittance. And she mm-hmm. said, no, you know, why would somebody want to pay that? Because, you know, they would think, well, okay, so Deb offered this for 10 bucks. Somebody else offered it for 50. Wouldn't 50 be the better product? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and now there all are always the bargain shoppers, you know, and, mm-hmm. and things like that. But, you know, it, it really struck me that if I didn't value myself, even at the very start, no one else would either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that goes back to knowing your customer. Mm-hmm. You, know, you may have the customer that's going to only pay $10 for that product. I don't care where you where right. is that. And then you have to decide, are you going to do that? Right. 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 Is that your is that your customer? I, mm-hmm. I was speaking with a client and she was she makes um crochet baby blankets and customizes baby blankets. And, mm-hmm. and she was like, Oh, I don't know. I'm going to maybe charge $15 for it. And I said, really? $15. How much is, is your time worth? Mm-hmm. Can she you probably go- spent more than that in yarn. At- <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And your time. And that's mm-hmm. the other thing that we right. fail to put in when we talk about pricing mm-hmm. is how much is your time worth? Mm-hmm. You can go anywhere today and make minimum wage somewhere. So at least give yourself minimum wage. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 <laughs> at least well, and figure out what what, as you said, what goes into it. So, you know, say a photographer might charge, you know, 50 bucks per hour. And so they're doing the photo shoot for two hours. So you're thinking, OK, one hundred dollars. But they have preparation. They have, you know, they're probably going to spend quite a bit of time afterwards working on it, um, right. you know, getting your proofs to you, all those various things. So you have to figure all of that in when you're you're determining your pricing also. Yeah. Yeah. I think we just, you know, when we do look at the competition, you know, then we just kind of just pick a price out of out of the air and not mm-hmm. really 
um, sitting down and analyzing the numbers and thinking about, like you said, the, the, the product that goes into it and the time that goes into it. Uh, and then we just come up with these, you know, prices out of nowhere mm-hmm. and, and <laughs> we're not even covering our costs. Right. Well, and sometimes we think, what would we pay for that? You right. Know, you know, I might, you know, if I were making, you know, if I were going to buy a baby blanket, $15 might be all I would spend. Well, again, who it, it's, as you said, it's, it's your market. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're selling to somebody who's only going to pay $15, that's great. But if, you know, if you're trying to reach a market that, you know, you're personalizing every single, you know, piece that you do, they're going to expect to pay more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I remember I, it, we, uh, I used to have a, um, accessory store, women's accessory store. And when mm-hmm. I first started, um, buying product in New York and I was just buying, I was buying all this jewelry that I liked and what I, you know, mm-hmm. would, that, what I would spend. And, um, and then someone said, you, you can't do that because you're not going to be the only one that's walking through the store. <laughs> so there may be some folks in there that will spend, you know, $50 on some earrings, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have to keep it at a $10 price point. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, and I like in your book that you go into great detail about that and figuring out very specifically who that, you know, who that potential person is. And, you know, you talk about it in your book. We've talked about it on programs before. You know, you ask somebody who is your potential market and they smile at you and they go, everyone. And you just want to go, whoppity, 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 right? <laughs> That drives me nuts. God, don't say everybody. <laughs> right. And and the more you and of course people we we hesitate to really fine tune because we're thinking we're leaving money on the table. Take, right? Yeah. You know, if, if I say I'm only going to work with women that are between 30 and 50 years old and within 10 miles of my zip code, that's mm-hmm. a, you know, that's obviously that's a very small market. Mm-hmm. But you know, if I know that that is the best for me, then I have to go with it. Mm-hmm. But look at that. You know, I, I like the people who will be making something and, you know, back to the, the penny blossoms thing, you know, the, the example from Big Bang Theory. You know, she made these, you know, as we were saying, you know, the cute little hair things. She figured it was, you know, her market were, were little girls, you know, that they were these cute little, you know, little girls putting them in their ponytails, right? The first uh-huh. major order came from um, and of course, obviously, this is fiction on TV. It was an, uh, a, a gay, par- a gay pride parade. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And which she'd never even considered as being her market. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so you do have to sit down and think about who is going to buy my product and then do everything for that. You know, market to them. You know, mm-hmm. I, I like the people that say, well, I'm only going to use Facebook for my social media. And I say, well, that's nice, but are the people you're trying to reach on Facebook? And they go, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Mm-hmm. And here's my other pet peeve, Deb, is when I walk out of um, a grocery store mm-hmm. and I see postcards on everybody's car. I know. For <laughs> whatever. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. My mind immediately goes to dollars and cents. I'm right. like, how much money did they just leave on everybody's yeah. car? Yeah, because you're looking around and seeing a whole bunch of those postcards on the ground. On the ground, number one. And then do you know that that car is your target market? Mm-hmm. Are they going to even? Fi- no. So unless it is a car, a car wash. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, you don't even know that that's your customer. Mm hmm. 
Right. And even if it's a car wash, maybe they like hand washing. I mean, who knows? Exactly. You know, all those various things. So, exactly. yeah, don't, and especially when you're starting out, but, you know, don't waste your money. You know, mm-hmm. it, it it's so, your, your pennies are so valuable that you have yeah. to save them and, and reach only the people you need to. Now, can you expand your market later? Sure. Absolutely. And will people that you never considered be part of that market? Probably. Mm-hmm. But figure out who you need to reach first and foremost. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I love that you said that your pennies are, are, are precious. <laughs> you can use that. I'll let you use that. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. Now, one of the things that you talk about is that the younger demographic and the older demographic are really starting to get into entrepreneurship. So let's talk more about that. Why do you think that is? Well, I let, let's start with the older demographic since I'm old, I'm towards that. <laughs> so, Just kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I work with um, I do some workshops called Encore Entrepreneur, and mm-hmm. they are targeted to those over the age of 50. Mm-hmm. And it's really about them starting to think about as they approach retirement age, okay. think about what's the next phase, what's the encore mm-hmm. phase in their life, and could it be entrepreneurship? Mm-hmm. And so they have have so much experience and so much wisdom, um, you know, through the years, what can they do as an entrepreneur? Mm-hmm. Or can they use any of those talents and, and skill set as an mm-hmm. entrepreneur? So that's where we see a lot of, and it may be, you know, again, not, not a million dollar business, but you know what? I like gardening and let me do something around, you know, gardening mm-hmm. in the next phase of my life. Right. A little bit more than a hobby, but I can, you know, I can monetize this a mm-hmm. little bit. Right. So that's, that's that encore piece. The, the younger, um, millennials, and my son is actually one. He just, like I said, just so we were talking earlier and just graduated from college, got a degree in, in marketing. And him and a friend from elementary school are starting, have started a cleaning service business. Cool. So, yeah. So, you know, years ago, you know, my, my parents, grandparents say, oh, you got to go to school and uh, get your degree and then go get a job, go get a great job. And, and stay at that job forever. Forever. And People just don't do that mm-hmm. <laughs> anymore. Right. And it, it's okay, you know, to come out with your degree and go start your own business. Mm-hmm. Or to not even, you know, some people just say, school's not for me right now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and try and start my own business. And right. I'm very successful at it. Mm-hmm. So I work a lot with um, with college students. I love working with college students and teens, mm-hmm. kids, because they are just so... Um, they're risk takers and they're just so fearless. And of course you have to reel them back in sometimes. Right. Right. Yeah, they skip <laughs> chapters in the book and you need to say, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, but they have these ideas and they're like, it's going to work. No, I mean, there's no, I don't have to do any research. about. It. So you've got to reel them back in and still go through the process with them. But I, I love the fact that they're so eager, so passionate about it and, and, and are risk takers. Right. Um, I love that about about, about the young folks. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, we we mentioned at the start of the program that you were an entrepreneur at a young age. Mm-hmm. I was an entrepreneur at a young age. I mean, you know, I I took care of people's lawns when I was you know young, I, and I couldn't even. My parents had to drive me there because I was you know not even old enough to be able to drive, and 
you know, it reminds me, we, we have this friend who he's graduating from high school, um, very soon. So, you know, and, and going to a very prestigious business school, very proud of him. But mm-hmm. when he was a little tiny kid, I mean, like second grade, he would go to yard sales with his grandmother and mm-hmm. buy. Now, I mean, we were just dumbfounded at this. I mean, clearly he's, he's very entrepreneurial, very intelligent. He would find toys that were still in the box, you know, the, the things that had never been opened, never been used. And, you know, oh, and they're at a garage sale. So it was like a buck, you know, 50 cents, whatever. And then he would turn around and sell them on eBay for a much higher price. I mean, and he really was like in second grade when he started doing this. When we moved from Colorado to Atlanta, my husband gave him a box of old books that he just didn't want anymore. You know, and 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 some of them were somewhat valuable. Some of them were not. They were like old library books, things like that. And he's, he told him, do what you want with them. That kid finagled and traded and, and all sorts of things and ended up with a computer. And because he he sold, he resold, he traded, he did all of these various things. And, you know, and, and, but added into this piece was, you know, we mentioned it at the very start of the program, that, that tribe. And so Mm -hmm. his tribe was, of course, his parents. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, no matter what he did, it went into savings. A portion went to the church. He had to tithe, you know, and and then he had a little bit of spending money left over. And mm-hmm. he still functions that way. Now, the thing that amazes me is now this kid has gotten into the high-end sneakers. And this just baffles me. I mean, you know, like I, one time we were with him and, and he said, oh, yeah, I just bought a, bought a pair of shoes for $200. I'm like, sneakers? You bought a pair of sneakers? You know? <laughs> and he said, I've been offered 600 for them already. And yeah. I, then, I, then my head went... That was it. You know, it just, and, but he, you know, and a lot of times what happens is we dampen that entrepreneurial spirit, you know, know, and, and, and that's, that is just such a a shame. And now Mm -hmm. clearly, you know, they have to be safe. You know, you don't want them out selling lemonade on a busy street, you know, Mm -hmm. all these various things, but we need to encourage these kids to be doing things like that. We all joke and say, oh, millennials are lazy and no, you know, they need to be encouraged that, what is it, Gen Z now, um, mm-hmm. to go out and, and if they have that entrepreneurial spirit, you know, we talked about that. Some people just aren't entrepreneurs. Yeah. What can we do to encourage them? And so, you know, if, if we see people that we think are entrepreneurs, how can we help them? How can we part, be, we be part of their tribes? You know, I think number one, like you said, is just be encouraging to mm-hmm. them. Because I love that you said, you know, sometimes we just dampen that um, and crush that spirit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that is the one thing that pushes me is to see that I can push other people's passion. Mm-hmm. Um, I never want to to crush anybody's spirit because, you know, you may walk into, you know, um, my office and say, I want to start a restaurant. And after we really start talking it ends up being a food truck. Mm-hmm. Well, at the end of the day, your passion is actually making people smile through food. Right. Right. So however you can get that done, mm-hmm. then it's okay. It may not be a restaurant. It may be a food truck or it mm-hmm. may be catering. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think we need to truly dig deep and understand what our passion what that means and what it really is, mm-hmm. then, you know, we'll find the platform or the outlet to make, to make that happen. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
back, back to the question, but you know, never um, dampen people's or crush people's spirit. Continue right. to motivate them, and then offer you know the resources. Mm-hmm. Or um, there's a chapter in the book that's called "Ask and Receive," mm-hmm. and so I always talk about how kids are the master of the ask. Right. And they know how to ask. I don't care what it is. If you've told them no several times, they're going to continue to ask mm-hmm. for it. You know, and then when you say no, they're going to say, why not? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so that's how we should move forward. Be bold and fearless like that mm-hmm. in our business. Just ask. And if they say no, then you're no worse off than what you were before. Right. But if they say yes, wow, mm-hmm. where could that lead you next? Mm-hmm. Right? And so. We have to, again, come out of our, our shell a little bit and, and, you know, ask, ask the questions, ask for help. Where can mm-hmm. I find this? How do you do this? You know, do you have money to help me do this? Mm-hmm. Right. I um, need a connection here. Do you know that person? Here. Do you know that person? Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, again, if they say no, then it's OK. Keep moving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Right. So I well, mean, and how many times when we've you know not done the ask? Later, someone has come back and said, well, golly, if I'd known you were doing that, I would have helped. I'm like, oh, man. (laughs) Yeah, 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 right. And their ask went to somebody else. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. You know, whether it was money, resources, time, whatever it was, yeah, they they did. Somebody else asked and they helped them. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I was um, in Cleveland and I, I was doing my book tour and I had one of my clients who is a vegan chef. She was there and she gave away her um, her book, mm-hmm. her uh, recipe book. And another person that was at the book tour um, emailed me and she said, I know that, you know, you already gave that book away. She's like, but is there some way I can get another book from you? Mm-hmm. She's using what you just said about the ask. And I was like, absolutely. So <laughs> I went and purchased the book for her and sent it to her. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, if she didn't ask, then she would be without a book. And the least that's going to happen is you're told no. You right. Know? And and but but then sometimes it's it's, you know, as you mentioned, like little kids, you reformulate the ask, you renegotiate it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, well, if you're not going to let me stay up till 10, can I stay up till nine? Right. <laughs> you know, that type of, of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's exactly how they are. They're going to. You know, like you said, renegotiate or figure out how to get what they want. Mm-hmm. Well, and and most people want to help, you know, yeah. and, and but that's where you know, and, and I love the fact that you have ask in your in the, in the book in later sections, because part of asking is you have to have done the work before. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't go to you and say, hey, Stacy, I have this great idea for a business. How can you help me? Mm-hmm. If I went to you and said, I have this business plan, I have secured financing, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, considering this lease option, you know, whatever it is, I, you know, I, I know who my audience is, who my, my target market is, I've already, you know, done all of these steps, then you're going to be more likely to help me right. than if I just said, well, hey, can you kind of sorta, you know, and you might say, oh, sure, just to be polite. But, you know, and and especially if you're asking for money, you know, if I'm going to ask you for money, I'd better have my little ducks lined up so tight that they're not wiggling at all. Absolutely. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Especially the money ask. And, 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 you know, in the book, it's it's I break it down into different sections. So I talk Mm -hmm. about the 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 money ask and I talk about the people ask Mm -hmm. and um, asking for referrals or asking for testimonials. So 
Um, yeah, but definitely have have your. <laughs> What did you say? Have your ducks in a row so they're not wiggling? So they're so tight they're not even wiggling. And <laughs> of course, you know, as I was thinking about that, one of my favorite memes that I share on Facebook on occasion is, "I'm not even sure my ducks are in the same pond." <laughs> <laughs> they're like, "Where'd they go?" Um, but you know, again, folks, the the cool thing about Stacy's book is it walks you through all of these steps. You write it down. You know, so it, so that it makes you think about these, you know, if you need a physical location, where is it going to be? What are you going to pay for rent? Um, You know, do you have to have insurance? How much is a website going to cost you? You know, I, I almost every program I say, you know, one of the absolute worst things somebody can tell me is, you know, when I'm talking to them is, well, I'm not going to have a website because I'm just going to have a Facebook page. <laughs> danger, danger, you know, and, and yes, Facebook is free, you know, all those, but, um, you know, we, we can go on a totally different conversation about, you know, charging yeah. and, and all those things, but it needs to be yours. You know, it, it would be like if, if say I said, Hey, Stacy, can you put a page on your website for my business? Mm-hmm. That works as long as you and I are friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, um, so, you know, always have your own stuff your own stuff, make sure that it's yours. You know, like we said earlier, you know, when you um, own your business name, you know, I, I loved it when I was spending the time to think about what my business name was going to be and Google it, you know, all those various things. Um, I've shared before in the program that, you know, my, my business name, my actual business name is wise women communications. It is an LLC, all those various things. I registered with the secretary of state, did all the stuff I was supposed to do. And had been functioning for many years, you know, maybe even 10, and got a cease and desist letter from somebody that they had, they were doing wise women conferences, and mm. therefore I, and my name was too close. Well, you know, I, I went to start with, and then, you know, after I calmed down, I realized they hadn't even done business yet. I'd been in business for 10 years, and I was a legally registered entity. And so I had a lawyer, you know, friend, and I think this probably was a barter thing where they quick drafted a little letter back to them and basically said, but because I had taken those steps, I was covered. You know, they couldn't tell me I couldn't use my business name. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, you know, again, going back to doing the research, making sure you have, you know, your tribe in place. And that includes, you know, what I call in the book, your external and your internal team. And those external people are your, your accountant, your attorney, mm-hmm. your business advisor, your insurance person. Right. Um, those are the people that work for you, not necessarily work in the business with you, but work for you. And mm-hmm. then you have your internal team, the folks that are doing the day to day. So is, I mean, you know, I, the book I think is, is an easy read and it just lays everything out and it gives you the questions and the structure. And that was, Going back to your question earlier, what, why did I write the book? Because it, it keeps you organized and gives you structure and mm-hmm. keeps you in order, keeps everything in order. And it, it talks about the really important things that most people don't know anything about. You know, like I said, tax ID numbers, um, you know, how to, how to register with the Secretary of State, how to research your name, trademarks, all of those various things. Because again, we're so excited that we're going to make this way cool yeah. widget that we forget that, oh, we, we need a website. We yeah. need marketing materials. You know, we need product. You know, we need distribution. You know, whatever it is, 
we need all of those things. You know, how many times have we worked with somebody and they couldn't meet a deadline because of something that, you know, seemed very basic? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and the other piece we, we didn't really talk about, Deb, is just the whole, I mean, we talked a little bit about marketing, but the whole branding mm-hmm. and how, you know, you are the brand. Right. So, I, you know, I always talk about, you know, folks that use um, Vistaprint, which there's nothing wrong with Vistaprint. Mm-hmm. But what I will say is if you have your own logo design, upload your own logo, make right. your yeah. own design. Mm-hmm. But, they have but, templates that you can download to set up your own stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But try to avoid using the templates that are there, because if you've used that template, somebody else has yep. that same template. And, you know, you don't know who come in contact. So we have the same business card. Mm-hmm. So I cannot I can't identify you. Your right. brand looks like my brand. We mm-hmm. look exactly. Same. And we're two different businesses. So mm-hmm. I don't know. You would never go down the street and see, you know, the golden arches purple. You would mm-hmm. not think that was McDonald's. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, and it, it is about just following those those pretty simple and basic steps in order to have a successful business. Right. 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 And the goal is that you're making money. I mean, you know, he, he, I love this when I get to do my favorite toy. um it's called a ka-ching button you know and you buy them on amazon somebody thought who who, it actually oh i peeled the name off um and oh ka-ching button.com see you know they they branded but um you know it's somebody thought hey let's make a button that does that and i bought it at least but Mm -hmm. you know it it is you know we we want to take our passion and we don't want to get lost in the minutiae of oh my gosh i have to get a federal tax id number what do you mean i have to get an accountant and a website (gasps) and then we we lose our passion it's about still having that passion and and it is it is difficult because you know there are things in businesses i have to i have to do invoicing i don't like doing invoicing i really don't like having to nag to get invoices paid but mm-hmm. that's part of why that's i can still do my passion yeah mm-hmm. yeah exactly and that's a part of the business i mean we like i said in the beginning you know just because we can cook doesn't mean we need to open up a restaurant there's right. more than just making the food and baking mm-hmm. cakes. There's a whole business back office piece mm-hmm. that's really, really important that mm-hmm. will keep right. this that we have to, we well, have to have. And it might mean that you need to find a business partner. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's a totally different conversation, but that, that really is a big part of it. You know, you, you know, that's, that's part of your team, part of your tribe. And it might, but it might be that they are a true partner in doing whatever it is. And, and so as you're working through the steps in Stacy's book, that helps you figure that out. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And that, and again, that's a whole nother topic too. When we're talking about partners and how do we find partners, mm-hmm. and, you know, should, should family members be our partner? Oh, yeah. Mm. Let's not <laughs> yep. go down that rabbit hole because that's a really bad rabbit hole. <laughs> Different conversation. Right, right. Well, Stacy, this has been absolutely delightful. And as I said at the start, I really encourage anyone to get a copy of your book. It's a quick, fast read. Even if you've been in business several years, make sure that you go through that to make to say, oh, yeah, I really should get insurance or hmm, what about this or what about that? It's called The Passion Plan, Journaling Your Business from Passion to Position to Profit. So, you know, make sure that you check that out, especially check it out. If you are thinking of doing this full time, part time, you know, make extra spending money, become the next bazillionaire, whatever it is. But in the meantime, Stacey, how do people find you and connect with you online? 
Sure. So you can first, my website, speaking of websites, is www.stacybankshouston.com. And let's see, you can find me on Twitter at uh, ACEO's Passion mm-hmm. and on Instagram, SBH Passion Pusher. Cool. I love it. I love it. Well, I really have been having so much fun talking with Stacy Banks Houston. I am Deb Creer, and until next time, everyone have a great day. Thank you, Deb. Thanks for listening to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us next time for more real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.